Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be chatting with the amazing Amanda Warfield. She is going to help us the way that she helps so many overwhelmed creative entrepreneurs simplify and create organizational systems, getting things in order to take back their time. I'm so passionate about this. And I know Amanda is really passionate about this as well, especially helping women stop feeling like they're just getting by and instead guiding them and creating space for what matters most in their life. And I love this so much. I I'm so thrilled to talk to you, Amanda, and to hear more about your story and more about um, your take on getting organized and simplifying and really just making sure that we're managing our time well. I, I teach on it as well, and I am always looking for like new, fresh ideas and different takes on things, and so I'm pumped to hear your story. So I'm going to kick it over to you and let you kind of like tell us a little bit about how this came to be something that you're so passionate about. And I know that Amanda also hosts the Live Organized, Live Simple podcast too. So you should definitely check out her podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so pumped to be here and just chat time management. It's my favorite thing to talk about. So short story of how I got here is that I've always been very organized, very type A. I've been great with productivity my whole life. For those of you that are into the Enneagram, I'm a one, like this is my jam. But I used to take it to the extreme where I was trying to do all the things and I was trying to fit as much into my schedule as possible. And I was really good at it, quite frankly. Like that sounds really braggy, but I was great at doing a lot of things and staying busy all the time. And I liked the feeling of being busy. Um, but in 2016, yeah, 2016, my husband got deployed for the very first time. And I turned to other Navy wives because I like to learn from people who already know what's going on. That just makes life simpler. I turned to other Navy wives and asked them, what do you do to get through a deployment? How do you manage six months without communicating with your spouse? because my husband was on a submarine and there's, you just don't get to talk. There is no FaceTime or anything when he's on a submarine. And they all told me, stay busy, it'll go by fast. And so me being the busy person I already was, I decided to kick it up a notch and I did. And that led to a lot of anxiety and depression. And even once he got home from the deployment, I didn't know how to stop. And it just, it led to a lot of issues in our marriage. And there was a perfectionism issue where I felt like, I should be able to handle all of these things through productivity and time management and all of that. Well, that eventually came to a head, which led to me throwing out a lot of things that we own (laughs) and decluttering our home. I started with my closet and created a capsule wardrobe, which led to decluttering our whole home, which led to decluttering my schedule. And I realized that I was not living with any kind of purpose or intention. I was just going through each day trying to fit as much in as I could. And I, I, everything was accomplishment based. I felt like the more I got done, the better I was as a person, the better wife I was, whatever. Well, thankfully I realized that that was not the case after a lot of tears. (laughs) Um, And I started living way more simply, way more intentional. And that is what led me to start teaching this to other people because As a time management coach, I don't just teach productivity and tips and tricks and hacks on how to get more done. I really focus on 
the simplicity aspect of everything. And I start with a layer of really intentional forethought with my clients as far as how do we simplify where you're at now? Where is it that you're actually wanting to go? And why do you want more time? Why do you want to take control of your time again? For me, it was the fact that I was saying my marriage was a priority, but I wasn't treating my marriage like a priority at all. It was the last thing on my to-do list. My husband got the last of me, which usually meant nothing. I was too worn out at the end of each day from all the striving I did. And so he didn't get much of me. And I realized that what I could do to be intentional, one small step was to start a date night each week. And so that's something we did. We put boundaries around Tuesday night and Tuesday night was date night in the Warfield household from then on. And that made such a difference, just having that small amount of quality time. So I come at intentional living and time management through simplicity and really trying to figure out why you want your time back and how to get there versus let's just be productive for the sake of productivity. So that's kind of my philosophy on time management and how I got here. I love that. I I have a, it's a little bit different, but I, I like to work like reverse engineer from goals and overall goal setting, like, you know, 10 years in the future and then work my way backwards is like my starting point for everything. But I find it really interesting that you mentioned um, that your, your approach to things are, is not just necessarily business-based. It's like stemming from your life in, and it kind of, I guess, is married to your business in a way. So that's really interesting. I'd love to hear more about this. Like, this is just such a tangent, but like, tell me more about your capsule wardrobe. I, my closet is a hot mess. And like, I have gone through and purged it several times. I've done the whole, you know, Marie Kondo thing that, you know, it, back when, before it was a Netflix show and when, you know, it was just the book, but I'd love to hear like more on your take on that. And like, how do you see that impact your life when you start making those small changes and maybe like, sorry, this is like question on question now because I'm so pumped about this topic. But like, I guess I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on like how, what small changes somebody can make who's listening to this right now, who is kind of where you were. Because when you talk about your history, I'm like, oh, that, that I relate. Like that is relatable, especially I'm an Enneagram three. So it's, it's in a different way, perfectionism in a different way, but it's still like, yeah, I, I would love to just hear like, give us some starting points and then like, tell us more about <laughs> specifically. I'm like over here. Tell me about the capsule wardrobe. Yeah. Okay. So it's funny because actually a lot of my clients that I love to work with my ideal clients are always the, the threes and the eights and the, the ones that are very like y'all are productive and on top of things and motivated, but that has a dark side, right? You become a workaholic or whatever. So a lot of my clients are that way where they're like, I, I can do the productivity thing, but I need help using my time management and productivity in a way that gets me to my goals. And that's a lot of what I work with. I have a client who her goal was to work less while still growing her business so that she had more energy and time for her kids at the end of the day. And so those are the kind of people that I love to work with. So yeah, very much right there with you with that. But so for me, I started with the capsule wardrobe because it was one of my biggest pain points that I could tangibly put my hands on when I felt so overwhelmed and stressed out all the time. I actually wasn't even running a business then. I was a preschool teacher and I was doing a lot of things. And for whatever reason, it was just easier to start with my closet. And so I did because I never knew what to wear. I would spend hours trying to pair outfits together. Nothing ever worked. I was frustrated every time I had to get dressed. It was just a chaos, chaotic mess. So 
I actually, I think that capsule wardrobes are a great jumping off point if you're trying to simplify any part of life, whether you're a business owner or not. It's just such a great way to simplify because it helps you get ready in no time. I can get ready every day in five minutes or less, but feel really, really confident, which is a huge, that has such a big impact on your day. When you're confident, you're more motivated and productive to get things done. You're spending less time getting ready. So I think capsule wardrobes are a great time management tool, actually. And I could go on a super long tangent about them, but I've done the Marie Kondo thing. I've read the book. I don't love, I think it's a great starting step. I'll say that. It's a great starting step for decluttering. The first step of creating a capsule wardrobe is decluttering. Um, but a lot of times when you look up capsule wardrobes and how to create one on Pinterest or whatever, people will tell you, they focus on the numbers, right? You need this many numbers in your closet and you should get down to X amount, 33 or whatever. There's all kinds of different philosophies. But if you're wanting to really create a wardrobe that is going to save you time and effort and mental capacity so that you don't have to think when you get dressed, you want to focus on cohesion. So you want to make sure you have a color palette. You want to make sure that everything is in a similar style. I mean, stick with your personal style. You want to dress for your body shape. Those are kind of the three big things that I focus on when I'm creating mine so that I can get dressed and pick out any top and any bottom and just go. And I know that it looks good together because everything matches and goes really well together. I love that. It's super helpful, especially because it's kind of like, oh my gosh, where do you even start? Especially, I mean, I'm one of those people that I will run to Target and I'll get like, you know, four new tops or like three dresses every time I go to Target and they just accumulate. So that's a really great place to start. And I appreciate that. Um, and it is good to know that there's no kind of like one book that will like get you there. I think that's really important for people to know too, because I think we've all tried the Marie Kondo thing and like some people have really great success with it. My husband in particular had like huge success reading through both books and like implementing that into his lifestyle. But like, I did not find lasting success in it. Like it was good for decluttering, but, um, I love that. I think that's super helpful. What would you say would be like a really great starting point to implement simplifying and, and time management into like your business in particular? So I would say a great place to start is with figuring out a batch schedule. That for me has been so helpful because it gives me a starting place each and every day. I can jump right into work every day with a plan of action. And I'm not in that weird space where I'm let me check my email. Let me check social media. Let me figure out what I'm trying to do today. Instead, I'm really working towards my goals because I already have a plan of action versus kind of floating around and just doing whatever pops up. That's not getting anybody anywhere, right? So in order to get more done in less time, you want to have a plan of action. You want to know what your goals are. Like you were saying, a great way to make sure you're focusing on all the different areas of your business is creating a batch schedule. Really easy way to do this is to Look at all your tasks that you do on a typical day or typical week, put them together as far as categories. Like you want to try to fit them into a bunch of different categories or as few categories realistically as you can get, but categorize them all, match like with like, and then put them together. So for example, I'm going to just tell y'all what my batch schedule is. Just like with the Marie Kondo thing though, your results are not, they'll vary, right? You want your, you don't want your batch schedule to look just like mine because you want it to be your own and you want it to fit your business. But for me, on Mondays, Monday mornings are for marketing and networking. I do all marketing and networking tasks Monday morning, every week. And I don't do them the rest of the week. Oh my gosh, I'm dying because literally I have the same, I have a batch schedule too, and I have my marketing Mondays. So I'm like sitting over here cracking up. I'm like, we're kindred spirits. <laughs> we totally are. 
Um, and then Monday afternoon, I do all my coaching because Mondays, I have the most energy during the week. So I know I can give my best to my clients on Mondays. And then as I go through the week, all my tasks get progressively easier. <laughs> I work with your energy. That is super huge. Tuesdays, all day longer content creation. Wednesday morning content creation. Wednesday afternoon is administrative work. Things like file management, all those tasks that you never get to if you don't specifically set stuff aside. Thursday mornings, I do any kind of goal progression. So for example, right now, I'm actually working on creating a brand new podcast behind the scenes of everything. And so Thursday mornings is when I work on that kind of thing. And I do interviews on Thursdays. Friday mornings are so simple. They're my favorite day of the whole week. I just do learning as far as like taking courses and implementing what I'm learning, any kind of growth work, reading books, stuff like that. And then I plan the week ahead so that come Monday morning, I already know my top three, what I'm jumping into immediately, and I can just get to work every day during the week. So I would highly suggest creating a batch schedule. I actually have a freebie, which I think will be in the show notes, where you guys can create your own batch schedule. It's just a template that'll help you align everything. Super simple. It has saved me from so many wasted hours, though, where I'm just sitting there like, oh, I don't really know what I should do. And then when you do that, you end up with the oh my gosh, I forgot I need to have this done by this date. And now I'm racing to get it done. And no one does good work under pressure that way. I love that. Thanks so much for sharing that. And I know we've gone through in the past and chatted about creating a batch schedule on the weekly basis. I really think there's so much power in the week increment. And I feel like it's sometimes overlooked. A lot of people will look at things like month at a glance or like, we'll try to tackle things day to day. And I really love having really specific routines in place. Would you, do you agree that that's like, that routine is one of the most important parts of it? Or like, what would you say is the most important part of tackling productivity and time management? No, absolutely. Routines. Humans are so routine based. And like I said earlier, I think I mentioned this, that I was a preschool teacher before starting my business. And my whole background is early childhood education, kids, especially you take them out of routine and they lose their minds. But as adults, we're the same way. We just hide it better. (laughs) We're just, we don't have as many meltdowns quite as much, but seriously, when you get off routine, and I think that's why this coronavirus thing is so crazy for everybody because we're recording this in the midst of it. It's because there's no consistency and there's no routine. And that's why it's so hard. We are so routine based as humans. And yeah, absolutely. That's why the batch schedule works so nicely on a weekly basis, because you know, okay, when I'm planning out my week on Friday, all the marketing tasks, they go in Monday and I don't have to sit in there and think, well, which day should I do this on? Which day would I already know because I have that routine in place already. And I can just fill in the blanks each Friday. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's really, we, so for those listening, Amanda and I have never actually spoken before. <laughs> this is our first conversation. And I'm like, Oh, Hey girl, I was a teacher too. We have so much in common, but I think it's really interesting because I don't know if you've noticed this, but whenever I work with my coaching students who are recently transitioning into like working full-time from home, they get so excited that they no longer have to stick to a routine, but it ends up kind of like biting them in the butt, right? So it's like literally like, oh, I don't have, I don't have to be anywhere at any certain time. I can work from the couch or I can work from bed. I can sleep in and I can, you know, whatever I want to do. And that works out for the excitement for like a week or two. And then slowly but surely it starts to kind of destroy your productivity, right? So like, do you have, what would be like your best practices you would advise them? Cause like I'm sitting here, like, I wonder if if we are going to match up on this too. It's so much fun. 
Yeah, no, a lack of discipline will get you nowhere, guys. I'm sorry, like that's hard truth. But if you're not, if you don't have discipline, you're not going to meet your goals. Your business is not going to succeed. Sorry. Amen, sister. That was good. <laughs> All the praise hands. As far as, are you, do you mean specifically like people who are just starting to work from home? Is that what you're asking? What I would advise them? Yeah, or really just anybody who's looking to like revamp their schedule and get routine back into their lives. I just think that so often we let routine slide by because of, you know, just the joy of being like, oh, I don't have to do anything. I own my own life, you know? And so, especially in this time, like you said, with people having to revamp everything they're doing, like what would be some of the best practices to get them started? Yeah. Okay. So a couple of routines that I think are super important, having some kind of set wake up time. Don't wake up at 7am one day and 4am the next day, just do a set time every day your body will wake up more naturally you're going to feel more ready to go in the morning and it's just so much easier for consistency same thing with the bedtime if you have kids you probably put your kids to bed at the same time every day for the most part put yourself to bed at the same time every day too also a lunch break take it as like these kind of little tiny things little tiny routines make a big difference um another kind of routine consistency thing that will really help you working from home and trying to find more consistency is having a dedicated workspace. I'm not sure if y'all have talked about this on the podcast before, but try to work in the same place every single day and do not work from bed. Do not work from the couch because those places in your mind are relaxation places. It's going to kill your productivity. If you're trying to work with the TV in the background, you're not getting anything done unless you're someone who is, I don't know, if you work with your hands and it's a mindless task, totally different. You can work with the TV in the background. But if you're sitting here trying to create content and write blog posts and schedule things and all of that kind of work where you need to use your brain, get a space. Even if you don't have an office, I worked out of our guest room for years, for a really long time. When I first started my business, I had just had a little corner in our guest room that had a desk and that was my workspace. And it wasn't anything great or magical or beautiful, but it was my workspace. And my brain knew that when I sat down there, it was time to work. So even if you just set up a TV tray right now, if you're someone who doesn't normally work from home, that after this coronavirus thing is over, you won't be working from home. Maybe you work in a co-working space usually. I don't know. Even set up a TV tray in a corner, have some kind of dedicated, this is where I work space can be really helpful. I love that tip. Um, I personally like struggle with that still, which is really ironic, but I'm always like, oh, I just, I think I might just work from bed today. And I think sometimes, well, for my photography side of business, if I'm like editing or something on my laptop that I can maybe get away with it, but I, I do a lot of time tracking. And if I track my time editing at my desk, I'm way more, way, way, way more efficient than I am if I'm like lounging in bed with Netflix and I'm editing there. So um, it's just something to think about for sure. And I'm also one of those people that I cannot have like shows or podcasts or anything that's like someone talking to me on while I'm content creating because like it just slows me down. So I appreciate you bringing that up too. Yeah. So the thing with the, the bed and any routine, a routine is really just there to be a safety net for you. It's not like sometimes you, if it's a Friday and you want to chill and you want to work from bed, go for it. I'm not saying never, ever, ever do these things, but it needs to be something that's fairly consistent so that you can fall back into them, especially when things get crazy. Because when things get crazy, what you really crave is consistency. And if you already have those in place and you do them most days, it's much easier to fall back into those routines and rhythms 
versus trying to create new ones when all of a sudden you realize, oh, I really need this. That is super helpful. I would love to know kind of your take on the idea of what enough time spent working on things um, can be. I know that you're really big about simplifying, so I'm just really interested to hear your take on it. So when I'm talking about reframing what enough time spent working means, it really comes from this whole idea that, okay, as entrepreneurs, we have to do a lot of things, right? But a lot of times we're doing way more than we really need to be doing. How many times have you heard someone say you don't have to be on all the social medias and yet you're trying to do that anyways? How many times have you tried to Like I know for me with my podcast, I'm trying to run a podcast. And then also I'm in the back of my mind telling myself, well, I need to also be putting blog posts up in addition. I need extra content. So often we, yes, we have a lot to do. We really do as entrepreneurs. We have a lot of hats to wear, a lot of things to do, but a lot of times we're putting extra things onto our own plates. I think at least for me in an effort to seem more legit and we want to feel like Like we're an expert and we are, we already are experts in our topics, but we want other people to see us that way too. And so I think we add all these extra tasks and to-do lists to our plate that realistically aren't even growing our business. When you think about a spoke or a cog and your business is in the middle and you're trying to grow in all these different areas, you can only do so much. But if you're focusing on just one area, you can grow so much faster, so much stronger, and then you can branch off once you've really got a strong basis somewhere. But what is really enough? What is the simplest things that you can do? What can you pare down, prune down to that will still grow your business? And that's really what you need to be asking yourself in order to simplify your business because you can't do it all. Even if you hire a whole bunch of people, you just can't do everything that you wanna do. You can't let shiny object syndrome get in the way. You are good enough with whatever it is that your main thing is and that's all you need and i don't i know that i wish someone had told me that two years ago when i first started my business because i really i I wanted to set up all the social medias and i wanted to have the perfect blog post and all this stuff i wanted everything to be done so well and i wanted to rush into all these things but none of it really grew my business what really grew my business was very small things that if i really just spent a couple hours a week doing I would have seen so much more growth so much more quickly. That's super helpful. And I do think it's one of those things where it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. but I'm excited that you're able to share that with us now. So as we're wrapping up the episode, I have to ask you our signature question. Um, do you have an unpopular opinion on time management, unpopular opinion about productivity, um, anything that you want to share your unpopular opinion on within this topic would be awesome. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is necessarily an unpopular opinion, but I see... I'll just say it this way. Work-life balance is possible. And I see so many people out there saying that it's not and comparing it to a scale. And I think really a lot of those people are just doing it to be polarizing. So I guess that's my unpopular opinion is that people are playing with semantics so that they have an unpopular opinion to get more reach or something. I don't really know. Work-life balance is totally possible though you're not going to spend eight hours working and eight hours on self-care and eight hours on household management every day, but you can wander all the areas of your life and the grass can grow right where it is. And you can have enough time to do all of that each day and each week. So that's my thing. (laughs) I love that. I think that's perfect. Um, And I actually, I totally agree with that too. I've gotten into 
probably way more, you know, friendly debates than I should have whenever I see someone say like, oh, work-life balance is a myth. I'm like, no, no, it's really not. I mean, it is, I do think it's like one of those ever elusive things that you're kind of like always chasing and always working on, always tweaking and always working toward, but I don't think it's a myth. I definitely think it's something that's attainable. So thank you for that. I loved having you on and chatting with you about this. It was super helpful. Well, thank you for having me. I get so frustrated about that in particular because I just feel like a lot of people, instead of trying to to chase it, they just give up and they they get stuck in this place of being stretched too thin all the time. And you don't have to feel that way. That's that's the last thing I have to say about it. But <laughs> I love that. I'm totally on board. I totally agree. Well, thank you so much for your time. This is so great. And um, y'all go check out the show notes to find she's got free resource for you there and you can find Amanda and all of her things over on our show notes for show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode head to so here's the thing podcast.com and if you're enjoying the podcast I'd love to read your review on iTunes thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode